All right, so here we are, back back at what actually is. Are we calling it season one or season two now? Does it matter? <sighs> season one and a half. This we'll is go season with that. one and a half. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the What Actually Is podcast, season one and a half, halfway through the first season. We were moving. We've grown a lot also since uh, season one ended. We, we have grown a lot. Podcasting skills. Just I've noticed our conversations are just so good these days. Dude, the I last mean, one we I did. Just talk, yeah. The last one we did was about impeachment. I think about how much farther <laughs> yeah. things have gone into impeachment. Now. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I said much in that episode because you were just an expert. I was, I was so letting fired you up. talk. I was clapping in the background. Had my mic on mute so they couldn't hear me clapping. But you were doing great. See, but now you're you're kind of a like a digital branding guru. And uh, this is all, that's digital is the internet. Digital is the internet, which and, is what we're doing today. Which is what we're doing today. Yeah. Because we were talking about this once and having conversations. So I'm in tech. And what I first learned about the infrastructure behind the internet, it kind of blew my mind, right? Yeah. Because if, if you go, you, you talk to like the, an average person who's um, not in tech and doesn't have like a background in engineering or, or computer science, they're probably going to, if you ask them, where is the internet? Well, maybe they'll point to their router, mm-hmm. right? They'll point to the cell towers. Yeah. And the rest of it, they'll say, ah, maybe it's up in the cloud or right. it's in the sky. It's something kind of abstract. Yeah. But people don't realize how physical it actually is. There's a lot of hardware. Yeah. And it's, in fact, you can actually find the internet at the bottom of the ocean. It is wild. So we're going to get into all that, right? All right, let's talk about what actually is the internet. Take it away, Grayson. So you know that Al Gore didn't create the internet? He did not, despite the fact that he thinks he did. <laughs> yeah. CBS had no idea that Al Gore was known for, uh, or like there's a <laughs> joke Google, out there. I had to Google it. You had to Google that. But I, I'm not the only person because when you Google Al Gore, the autofill, for me at least, the fifth down was, did Al Gore create the internet? So I'm not alone. Fifth one down. Fifth, fifth one down. So still, It's still up there. Right, yeah. I mean, for a guy that ran for president, that's <laughs> fair. Yeah. you think a few other things would come up a little bit higher. But. Yeah. Long story short, if anybody wants to know the background behind this joke, so in 1998, Wolf Blitzer was interviewing Al Gore. This is before he decided to run for president. And they asked him, basically, why are you running for president? And there was a long answer. But in part of that answer, he said he took the initiative in creating the internet. And so that kind of got blown out of proportion a little bit. And one of the jokes is, okay, Al Gore created the internet. And the fact is, Al Gore did did not not create the internet. Do you know where the internet was actually... uh, there's obviously a lot of components that led to the creation of the internet, but physically, do you know where uh, the internet officially kind of started? Don't I should know. You can't be looking at me asking these questions. We're doing a podcast. UCLA. <laughs> okay. UCLA. Oh, yes, Absolutely. yes, yes. Where I went to college. Classic. So a little history. In, uh, in 1969, there's a really small group of scientists at UCLA uh, who successfully created the world's first network connection. Um, basically two machines on campus were linked together virtually. Uh, and it was part of what was known as ARPANET. <clears throat> ah, ARPANET. ARPANET, yes. yes ARPANET. Yeah. Um, Heard in everyday conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and so in 69, this is when the first network connection uh, happened that, of what would eventually become the internet. So ARPANET was funded by the uh, Advanced Research Projects Agency, so ARPA, uh, of the United States Department of Defense, right? And so um, 
after first making this first connection at UCLA between two machines, uh, months later, the same team, uh, led by a professor uh, named Leonard Kleinrock, uh, transmitted the first message over ARPANET from UCLA to the Stanford Research Institute, hundreds of miles away in uh, Northern California. So the, these two computers on the UCLA campus, were they physically connected, or this was a, a, a genuine virtual connection where they were sending information via two computers exactly. not sharing a cord? Exactly. No, exactly. So yeah, it was the first internet connection. And then months later, they did that over hundreds of miles, right, from Southern California, UCLA, up to uh, Stanford uh, in Northern California. And in that moment, officially, they say that the internet was born, right? Um, and fun fact, what was the first internet message, according to uh, Kleinrock, the lead scientist there? Oh, that so, was, uh, I, I read about this. It was, uh, yo, you up? <laughs> hey, you up? Yeah. Was that it? <laughs> No, so it was actually, they meant to say login, right? They meant to send login, um, but the system crashed uh, after they'd sent the first two letters. So they actually sent LO, mm. L-O, right? Okay. Um, and so that was the very first message over the internet. And, and Kleinrock kind Just of- not that cool. Not that cool, yeah. but, he, but Kleinrock tries to spin it and say, you know, hey, we didn't plan it, but it's basically low for lo and behold. Okay, so that's what they yeah. say. Yeah. Lo and behold, Lo and behold here here's I the am. internet. Here's yeah. the am. internet. Exactly. Interesting. Okay. So fast forward, right? That was the very, very early stages, right? And obviously, there was a lot of research that happened before. Al Gore was doing a lot of work on building <laughs> the internet. Ready, getting yeah. ready. <laughs> I'm getting ready to launch. <laughs> yeah. Al Gore was probably uh, he's like a teenager at this time. Yeah. Um, no. So let's look at the internet today. So a computer network is a set of computers connected together for the purpose of sharing resources, right? Mm -hmm. Basics of a, what a computer de network definition would be. The internet is, is the, the internet is essentially a globally linked worldwide computer network connecting almost every country in the world, right? Okay. So it's that type of computer network on steroids yeah. across the planet. Um, and much of the internet runs on the ordinary public telephone network. Okay. So, so it, it is running through these, some of these telephone cables. Right. So a lot of the infrastructure that was already built up from the telegram, from the telephone <clears throat> is used today to supply internet paths. Right. Um, and so it's not incredibly abstract traveling in the sky. It's built upon infrastructure that you can truly touch and feel. Right. Right. So let's give you an example here. Let's start with a telephone connection. Right. So if you ring a friend, if you uh, ring a friend, if you ring a friend, if you ring a friend, okay. that's what you do, right? You, I, I you guess ring them. So. Okay. Give me a ring. <laughs> Ringing a friend. Yeah, oh, you're one of those people. <laughs> yeah. I bet you say "alrighty" when you get off the phone. Alrighty, I'll talk Sometimes, to you later. Sometimes, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so if you call a friend, your telephone opens up a direct connection or a circuit, right, between your home and theirs. Okay. So you could essentially uh, draw a a map from you to your friend, right? Mm -hmm. And um, running along the lines of this, of this cable, you could map out the infrastructure uh, that's causing that call to connect to you and your friend, right? Um, and so for as long as you're on the phone, the circuit stays uh, permanently open between your two phones. Okay. Okay. So yeah. it's, it's, it's remaining there, right. so that call continues to go, go through. You can exchange words over a phone. Uh, this link, way of linking phones over a network is called circuit switching. And in the old days... Okay, so this was, you unplug... Yeah. You so call you, in, you, you like, say, I want to 
give so and so a ring. Exactly. So <laughs> like the old, like the old yeah. back rooms when yeah. ladies are like smoking a cigarette or whatever, right? Yeah. And they're like, okay, who, you know, hello, where you can watch I connect way you? Too much <laughs> where can I connect you? And there's this literally a board, right, yeah. where they're taking these wires. A circuit board. And, a circuit, yeah, yeah. circuit board, bro. And they're connecting the two phones there, right? That's how it used to be. Yeah. And man. The dark days. The dark the days. The dark days right? when you couldn't you couldn't get your food delivered to your house from any restaurant you want, <laughs> and you know. couldn't date via your phone. Simple, simple times, man. I'm so glad we didn't live. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad to be in present day. I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, like, imagine if you had to build all the furniture in your room. You have, you had to do that by hand. No, Grayson was he was hiring people off. Okay, uh, why are you roasting <laughs> me now? Come on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could do that before. You just had to go to a phone book. Well, yeah, you just you'd bring your local uh, handyman. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. open up a phone book. Yeah. You call a guy. You say, "Hey, I just broke my clavicle. <laughs> I can't put together my furniture. Can you do it for me? Because my roommate won't help me." <laughs> oh, we're turning this into a sympathy <laughs> podcast. Okay. See, you guys give me shit because it's true. I didn't put together my new furniture, but I was hurt. In fairness, so I couldn't. <clears throat> doctor said I couldn't. <laughs> carry on carry on so um anyway that circuit switching keeps a connection open during a phone call right as if you think about it it's an extremely inefficient way to use a network um and if you actually go back to again to uh, uh the 90s for example or even before that maybe uh, when the early kind of connections to the internet were the same type of um connection right a circuit switch mm. so when you had a traditional dial-up connection to the internet right mm, you had that little ring those days yeah oh yeah 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 right inside my grandma's house and this it was essentially connected to the internet in the same way had to keep open this connection and when this happens nobody can call the house yeah right because there's <clears> one line already open no lines can come in through the telephone nobody else can go on the internet there's that one connection and that's it yeah super inefficient way mm -hmm. to do things right today now, when most data moves over to the internet, it's in a completely different way called packet switching. Circuit switching, the old way, the old inefficient way of doing yeah. things, was basically your car starting here, right? And you can draw that map across the internet to your destination. Now it's more like a caravan, right? right? So you have a caravan of cars, mm -hmm. right? your email, right. right? all the different contents in your email. We know where we're all going together. Yeah. Right, but we're not going to travel the same exact destination. Right. You're going to go your way. You're going to use ways. I'm going to use Google Maps. Whatever. Right. We're going to get there different ways. But eventually, we're all going to regroup and recreate that caravan. That's how uh, packet switching Got works it. today, and that's how things ride over the internet, yeah. ride over networks now. You know, it's funny. <laughs> Tangent. This has been in my mind since you said it. But you were saying that you had dial-up connection at your your grandma's house. Yeah. I remember back in the day, I had one of those Macs that you could see. The hard drive, you know, those oh, like, yeah. see-through backs. And they had that in like uh, uh, Zoolander. Yeah. Right? I, right yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'd been using for a few years. And then finally I, I got to upgrade to whatever the new Mac was. And we thought, why not give the computer to my grandma? You know, it'll give her something to do. She can communicate with us. Um, we <laughs> High hopes for her being able to communicate with us. But so we, we go to Vegas. We get this computer set up for her. It's in her, in her makeshift, makeshift office. And uh, we get her all set up and we fly back to California and she calls us the next day and she says, it, it just won't work. I, I can't get it to work. And we, uh -huh. we try and do all this troubleshooting, like try this, try that. And she's like, it just, it's not working. So I probably like a few weeks later, we fly back to Vegas and 
she's sitting in front of the computer. We're like, all right, show us what you're doing. And she goes to uh, give us an example of, a, of her using the computer. And she's literally holding the mouse upside down. Oh, no. The laser is on her hand oh, and she's no. rolling it on the clicker. Oh, <laughs> and I was no. like, oh, okay. That's oh, what's going no. on. Yeah, it was absolutely hilarious. Oh, gosh. Bless, bless her heart. Oh, gosh. Man, that was so it was total user error. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the computer. Oh, man. Oh, I gotta love it. Gotta love grandmas. When was this? Oh, God. This was 15, 15 years ago. Probably. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, what is the internet made of today? There are hundreds of millions of computers on the internet, right? So they don't, but they don't all do the exact same thing. And they're not all devices that you and I are touching or feeling or that your grandma was touching, Mm. right? Not necessarily Macs and PCs. Um, Some of these computers along the internet are electronic filing cabinets, right? Mm. So uh, machines that hold the ordinary documents are called file servers, or the ones that hold people's emails are mail servers, or the ones that hold websites are, are, are web servers, right? These aren't necessarily things that you were touching and feeling, but there actually is a destination, a data center along the internet where that information is stored. Mm -hmm. You and I could literally go to a Facebook data center today and figure out where all of our information is being stored. Right. Right. Um, And so, you know, actually I read a really interesting book when I first started researching the internet called uh, Tubes, A Journey to the Center of the Internet. It's about this journalist who didn't have any type of technology background. And he wanted to do exactly that. And he starts his journey by beginning at his house, going to his router, right? Seeing where that wire goes. The wire goes um, you know, along the walls and it goes into the walls and then it goes outside to the street, right? And then he follows it down the street and then it kind of like disappears under the concrete. And then eventually he does research and figures out that it's actually going to a main data center in that metropolitan area. Right. And then from there, it's traveling, you know, across the world. Yeah. And so you can physically find where all these different packets are going. It's it's it really I think once you actually realize how tangible the Internet is, it becomes. You become so much more appreciative of the amount of infrastructure that had to get set up right. in order for us to be able to do the type of communication that we yeah. do today. Right. Should we talk about infrastructure? Yeah. Let's talk a little I, more about that. Things get really wild. Yeah. So. As you had mentioned, there's there's a lot of uh, the internet, mainly for domestic connection that we can actually physically see, right? So there's there's uh, internet connection through some of our telephone lines, through our routers, things like that. But when you get to international internet use, things get really wild. So what people don't realize is the rest of the internet that's that's used for international communication actually lies at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, right. if, if you're if you're trying to communicate, if we're in the U.S. trying yeah. to con- like communicate to China, like yeah, you mentioned, it's yeah. going to have to go to the internet yeah. because your router inside your home is really just the mailbox. So it's just right. a mailbox yeah, exactly. at the end of the street, right? Yeah. That's all it is. There's a big that's bad a world great, out there where metaphor. it needs to travel. Yeah, well, thank exactly. You. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're so good together. <laughs> so, which would help me build my furniture. Ninety nine percent of inter- international data is actually transmitted by these wires lying at the bottom of the ocean. So these are actually called submarine communication cables. And in total, there's hundreds of thousands of miles of these cables, and they can be as deep as Everest is tall. Have you seen Everest, the movie? No. Oh, it's good. I've seen Everest. It actually might be terrible. I can't remember. But it's crazy. It's 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 one of the the other. It's either incredibly good or not that good. We'll watch it again. Okay. Um, We never watched Machinima. 
Or, oh, ex, oh, God, don't make me ex, ex whatever. Makinima. Whatever. Hey, sorry, side note. Uh, so these cables are installed by these special boats that are called cable layers. And it's not just that they're driving on the, the surface of the ocean, dropping these wires to the bottom. It takes a lot of work because these wires need to lay flat. So they hit the bottom of the ocean, but the bottom of the ocean isn't necessarily just a straight shot to China, right? There's, right. there's uh, sunken ships. Is a, You literally have to avoid sunken ships when you're laying yeah. these cables for the internet. Coral reefs, fish beds. Um, and and honestly, just, we don't know a lot what's on the yes, bottom of the ocean, yeah. let's be honest. Oh, it, oh yeah. Another, another good podcast, for <laughs> sure. And so when, when these cables are at the, the sh- more shallow depths of the water, uh, they're, they're a lot thicker, right? So they're about the size of a soda can. Um, and that's really because there's more that can, that can uh, become an interference for that cable. There's, there's things that can run into it. Uh, but when you get deeper into, into the, the lower levels of the ocean, they're a lot thinner. They're about the size of the marker. Uh, about the size of a marker. And the reason for this difference is really just there's a lot less going on 8,000, 10,000 feet at the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so there's not as much I have to worry about penetrating exactly. the tubes. Right, right? exactly. Because like, will, will sharks like bite at it? Sharks will absolutely... If you Google sharks eating fiber optic internet cables, there's videos of these sharks just swimming up and they just start gnawing on it. And it's a reason that a lot of these internet connections go down. It, it's it's a, actually a huge hazard. Just another reason to not like sharks that much. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Um, Gosh. But what they do is in the shallower depths, they have these like high pressure jets that they basically, uh, it's, it's like a leaf blower. And they're blowing all this sand to cover these cables so that sharks and, and other uh, sea creatures and, uh, you know, they just aren't able to get to it. Um, and, and it's, it's an, ex- an insanely expensive project. Like, obviously, it varies based on the length and, and where it's going. But well, dude, that's a lot of that's a lot of it's a lot of fiber optic cable. Yeah, yeah, that is a sure. lot yeah. across the floor yeah. of the freaking internet, hundreds dude. Hundreds of millions of dollars. And there's multiple ones, right? There's not just like one uh, cord that's yeah. connecting the two continents, right? Yeah. There's multiple ones that they've had to go and lay out. Yeah, exactly. That's insane. And so it, th- this isn't really a new concept. So in in 1854. Uh, they began installing what was known as like the first transit transatlantic telegraph cable. And that was connecting Newfoundland to uh, Ireland. Uh, and they, it took them about four years to set it up. And actually I found the They weren't first... laying the ground for the internet back in the <laughs> no, no, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Like a lot of, a lot of foresight. Like, serious Pre-Civil vision. War too. Serious long, vision. That's a yeah. long time ago, yeah. man. All to order food to your house. <laughs> but so I was able to find the first transmission ever sent. Uh, oh, it's gotta I'll, be good. I'll, let me read this to you and, and see if you can get it. Uh, it said, "Laws: White House received five uh, five minute signals. Coil signals too weak to relay. Try drive slow and regular. I have put intermediate pulley. Reply by coils. Go home. You're drunk. <laughs> yeah. Well, then they followed up with, uh, "Sorry, wrong person." But. Uh, <laughs> But but for historical context, like this was while Abraham Lincoln was a candidate for the U.S. Senate. He wasn't was, even president yet. No, this was pre-Civil War. He was giving his House Divided speech. Oh my gosh, it's wild, right? So it's and wait, and so who was? Where were these? Where was this telegram being sent to? Like uh, who was? Do you know? Like was, were, the, were there two countries? Or let's see. 
what I, the notes that I have. Because if you kind of piece it, if you piece it, I don't want to spend too much time on this, yeah. but they, I think they're saying White House. Yeah, it was sent to the White House. Okay. And I think it was sent by the chief electrician of the Atlantic Telegraph Company. Okay. And it said something about driving too. Try to drive slower. <laughs> Is that what it's saying? Slow down. <laughs> Bad conditions out there. Dude, Be there's cool. cops out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't really know. Slow your horse down, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Were there speed limits back then? <laughs> yeah, it was like 15 <laughs> miles an hour. Do you have they two horses attached to your kid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a one. This is a one horse road. <laughs> yeah. uh, but so, a, a big question that comes up is like, we have you know thousands of of satellites in space. Why are we not using satellite for communication? And the reality is, it's actually a lot slower to send information yeah. to a satellite. Well, because yeah, I think that a lot of people. If you were to go and pull a lot of people, and I need to back this up, but oh, here you go, making shit up. <laughs> but. A lot of people think that again, it's abstract, right? That it's being sent over just through thin air. It's yeah. not that these are like these hard these this hardware, yeah. right? That's actually sending packets of the internet. That it's maybe going up to the sky or that it's uh, going to a satellite, right? But you're saying that there's a reason that we don't do that. Yeah, well, it's just, it's a it's a lot slower and it's a lot more expensive. Mm -hmm. um, so, in terms of speed, the the rate at which this information travels through these fiber optic uh, cables, ninety nine point seven percent the speed of light. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. we're talking light speed. We're talking yeah. Han Solo throwing yeah. that shit in gear. Yeah. Your email is going the speed of light <laughs> yeah. across the internet. Yeah. Cool. So it's 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 pretty wild, and I think um, just doing a lot more research into. The, the things that we need to take into account, like you said, sharks are a big thing, but mm -hmm. even climate change, like we did another podcast on climate change. And because these, um, the, these ice caps are melting, it, it shifts the, um, the, the floor of the sea. So there's, there's a Toronto based company, uh, that had proposed that they wanted to run this cable through the Arctic from Tokyo to London, mm -hmm. but they were like, nah, can't do this. It's just not realistic. And then through these ice caps melting and, and the shift of the, the surface of the sea, it's, it's actually become possible. So now there's a, a proposition to, to start installing this, um, this, this connection between Tokyo and London. Yeah. Just to make, basically to make internet speeds faster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Improve the connections so that you can email people there. Yeah. Easier. But there's a lot more that goes into it. I mean, I think we you'd, you'd think that at the bottom of the ocean, you know, there's not much interference. But well, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, other than sharks, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, couldn't I guess is it is it dangerous at all? Like, is it uh, or uh, can people hack into you that way? Oh, you read my mind. Yeah. So they can. <laughs> they yeah. can. Yeah. So Putin was actually sharks communicating with uh, <laughs> the Trump's administration through these cables. <laughs> No, not really. Uh, but but the, well, you don't during know that. yeah, you never it's know. Very possible. Yeah, um, but I mean, like during the the height of the Cold War, the Soviet Union was uh, transmitting these um, messages through these two between these two major naval bases, mm -hmm. um, and they were like weekly encoded messages because the thought was, and I assume you and I would think the same way. All right, these messages are traveling at the bottom of the ocean. What do we really have to worry about? No one's gonna, you know swim down and, and hack in yeah uh they were wrong <laughs> so um basically they thought that there was no way the u.s would risk starting world war three by trying to intercept these messages but what they didn't account for was the uss halibut a great name for a for a summary yeah. but it was this a summary that was specifically fitted uh 
to be capable of slipping by Soviet defenses. Fitted. Fitted. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a decked-out submarine. Yeah, this was a heavily modified submarine. That's a word, huh? Fitted. Fitted. Yeah, it was, it was, now I sound like an asshole. <laughs> I was going to call you out. Fitted. Good try. <laughs> uh, Specifically <laughs> fit for it. Fitted. You're right. It, yeah. Um, I'm a, a deck. Sorry. Just throw me off. Oh, I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but, so this American submarine uh, goes down to the bottom, and then are you Googling fitted right now? You I don't believe you. Oh, made her shape to fill a space or cover. Okay. <laughs> I just thought fitted to get fitted. Yeah, I guess you want to get your clothes fitted. I'm a fucking idiot. So there was this uh, American submarine that was f- <laughs> that was fit for slipping by the Soviet Union defenses. I know. And uh, it basically went to the bottom of the ocean and installed a giant wiretap into the Soviet communication cable. Uh, and they'd come back monthly to gather the transmissions that it had recorded. Uh, and it was an operation called Ivy Bells. Uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> it was later compromised by this NSA analyst uh, who sold the information back to the Soviets. Uh, so he kind of killed that operation. Uh, but now it's like it's a standard, op- it's a standard, uh, I guess, spy tactic where they tap into these submarine communication cables. Huh. Yeah. Just go down to the bottom of the ocean, read the messages. Yeah. Hmm. But but you'd think it's like hard to cut into, right? I mean, like it, it's no easy task, and you'd think they'd have like sensors and stuff. But the reality is, in in twenty thirteen, uh, well, because because I mean, I guess physically you'd have to be able to, like, you're not just gonna take a sledgehammer, open it up, and then all these emails cutters. start fucking <laughs> yeah. falling out. Yeah. Let's shoot, grab it's them, like grab raining them. emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to physically have some type of infrastructure on the other side that's going to be able to hack into it. Well, and read it. yeah. So hacking into it, yes, you do need you need specifically designed. But if you just want to cut down communication, yeah, well, you it, just take a sledgehammer to it. In twenty, I don't know if they took a sledgehammer, but in twenty thirteen, uh, just north of Alexandria, these guys in wetsuits were arrested. Um, <laughs> so this is, I actually have the name of the cable they cut into. It was the Southeast Asia Middle East West Europe 4 cable and that it's a 12,500 mile cable and it connects three different continents. But these guys took I assume just some big ass wire cutters, cut it and it cut the internet speeds in Egypt by 60%. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I know, it's pretty nuts. So the next time you're pissed off at your internet, Maybe it's not grab a scuba suit. Maybe it's not Comcast. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's, it's a, always Comcast. <laughs> yeah, it's always Time Warner. Yeah, I hate Time Warner. I hate Comcast. <laughs> we actually Time Warner doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, we should get them to sponsor if us. If they down want to the sponsor line. us, <laughs> yeah, right. Then uh, I'll love them. Your opinion? Yeah, we'll take some free internet. But uh, and it's it's like no easy task to fix these cables. Like they have these ships that drive out there, and then they basically have these these um, robots that that sink down to the bottom of the ocean and then we'll, we'll sever the cables so that they can bring it back up to the surface. And then they have these machines attached to these boats that actually fix both tears or cuts in the cable and then slowly bring it back to the, the surface hmm. of the ocean. Hmm. Wow. And these cables out, they have a limited lifespan, right? So they, I mean, at, in, uh, as of 2014, there was like 285 cables that were, pre-laid at the bottom of the ocean uh, but there's 22 of them we're not using and they're called dark cables when we start using them they become lit cables um, but the, the life expectancy of these cables is only 25 years and they have uh they, their, their capability maxes out so we're constantly trying to create ways to speed up these the capability of these cables so they can handle more and more 
uh, information traveling through. So them. more people get on the internet, you got to have more. Yeah, and we're becoming cables. so dependent on. It. I mean, yeah. in, in uh, I think it was 2013, internet traffic was like five gigabytes per capita. But as of 2018, it was 14. So we've like tripled that wow. in, in a five-year span. Yeah. Thanks, Gen Z. <laughs> yeah, right. You guys and your TikTok. Yeah, but I mean, they're creating ways to speed up the information that, that's sent through these cables by, uh, in some places, up to 8,000%. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. How, how are you going to speed up past speed of light? That's that's beyond my okay. my knowledge. All right. Yeah. I was hoping maybe you'd research. You stumped me. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other topic. I know. Yeah. I know. But I mean, so that's what the internet is. We the internet is domestically. It's, it's a lot of it's traveling through these these telephone wires that we see. Uh, but internet, or maybe you don't see, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Then the under under the under the streets. Yeah. Some are. Yeah. Exactly. Some are underground. And it's fascinating too. I mean, there's a lot of data centers where you know, different servers are, are hosted, where yeah. a lot of information is hosted. And uh, a lot of them are actually just hidden in the streets of Los Angeles or other metropolitan areas. And they're just, um, they don't look like big concrete buildings because those are ugly and they're not very appealing. Yeah. So they'll, they'll kind of like hide them so you won't even know. Yeah. But there truly is a, a physical internet, a physical infrastructure that's built up over centuries that's powering this vast communication around the world and it's it's truly fascinating this isn't just in the cloud right, right. the cloud is the cloud doesn't exist right yeah. i mean the cloud isn't the cloud the cloud is literally physical data centers yeah. uh where, where information is stored mm-hmm. right this that's i think more than anything that's like the main takeaway yeah. here good it's, marketing though confused yeah, a whole a whole population I mean, you, you just think it's so simple yeah. right you think yeah. it's that simple but it's there's literally there's teams of people that yeah. are dropping these big wires across yeah. continents man Connecting it makes me wires think like maybe continents. if they didn't make it sound so simple we'd be more appreciative of it yeah well it's more again i mean i think it's this is part of the reason we created this podcast yeah. rise because it's We're here to make you appreciate well yeah and this is something i mean there shouldn't be something that we use every day that, we that, don't know that you don't at least get right. the high level concepts around how yeah. it works, yeah. right? That just isn't, as isn't being a smart consumer, yeah. isn't being a smart just citizen, right? Yeah. You, you want to have a basic understanding. Yeah. And, and to that point, though, I personally, you knew more than I did, but I didn't know. Right. I think most people don't. Right. So that's why you don't need to feel bad that you didn't know. We're here to help. <laughs> We're here to help you. Yeah. So that's what the internet actually is. I'm Grayson Pangelinen. And I'm Sebastian Ravitz. Thanks so much for listening today. Uh, we appreciate any feedback. Please feel free to uh, leave us a review. It helps us out. Helps. As long as they're positive. As long as they're positive. <laughs> if you didn't like it, uh, what's Shoot the email? email? What's the email? Uh, I think it's I love your podcast at gmail.com. Hey, it's a little tongue-in-cheek, but truly, if you didn't like yeah. it, reach out to us. Uh, we, we love some feedback. We're trying to get better trying to get back on a better cadence with these two. And if you have any ideas on, on future topics about things that you wanted to uh, research, want to learn more about, let us know. Signing off. So